0: It's that demonstration of Jesus' greatest commandment that we'll hear more about today on The Kingdom and Its Stories.
1: Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are around the world. As always, it's a blessing to uh, be here with you now. You're listening to The Kingdom and Its Stories, and my name is Julian Gibb. And today we're blessed to have uh, a friend, a family friend, Pauline. Pauline, welcome to the show. Thank you. And so it was last, uh, I'll blow my cover already, it was last Saturday and we were at um, a uh, graduation ceremony for a year of uh, kids at a school, two of those kids being my own, and just uh, just celebrating the achievements of the children there. And uh, so I, I thought I'd ask Pauline at short notice if she would come on the show, and uh, indeed she would. So, so Pauline, first of all, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, the, the school uh, how, What's it called? How did it start?
2: Yes. Yeah, so we our name is Excelsior Classical Homeschool Academy. So it has kind of the look of a school, um, but technically and legally we are not a school. We are what is known in the homeschool world as a co-op where moms come together and we do school together. Now, co-ops, um, that stands for cooperative. Co-ops can be structured in different ways. Some are focused more around, like, let's get together and do um, just, like, different fun activities. Let's bake. Let's make soap. Let's do different things. And those are all wonderful. Um, the Lord kind of laid on my heart uh, this vision, this idea, this this niche that didn't really exist, um, at least where we were at, to have a an academic day together um, that was structured around a classical Christian model. Mm. And so that's kind of how Excelsior began is that we took kind of, all the best aspects of um i guess you could say from like a private christian school we start the day with bible we wear uniforms we uh do plays and skits we uh we do latin jeopardy together things that you can't really do when you're just an only child at home mm. and we got one day a week together and then the rest of the week um the students are with their their mom usually usually almost it's always mom usually is the one doing the school at home and she's the instructor teacher coordinator for the rest of the week.
1: Well, that's wonderful. You know, it sounds very complete. And uh, I have to admit, you know, before uh, we had our children at um, a homeschool co-op, you know, uh, I sort of had, uh, I don't know where it came from, but I had this mindset of what homeschooling was, you know, and what homeschooling people were like. And I just kind of assumed, you know, you're all at home chewing the furniture, you know, and, uh, (laughs) you know, just sort of, Uh, And it was just like, why would you do that? You know, why would you, you know, you've got, um, you got these, these state schools, which of course, uh, there are many fine state schools as well. Uh, Why, why would you have uh, your children taught at home when you're already paying big bucks for them to go to state school? Sure.
2: Well, I mean, homeschooling dates back a long time, right? Like there's so many different reasons people have homeschooled Um, even some of our founding fathers were homeschooled. Uh, but nowadays, the reasons to homeschool are really broad, especially as um, as it branches out and becomes more popular. It's legal in every single state. Uh, so there's some people homeschool because they just want to spend more time with their children. Others feel like they can do the education model better. Um, it's really almost like private tutoring, right? When you're at home with just one or two children versus in a classroom of 30. Mm-hmm. And then others are just seeing the way the culture is trending and feeling like, This is I know this child, this particular child I have and putting them in an institution where our values are not supported would be just like giving them to the wolves like this child needs to be at home. In an environment where so where their faith is our faith is supported and taught, um, so you kind of know your child in that way, and so that was really where um, my husband and I landed, and that's kind of why we started homeschooling. We didn't have a very good public school experience, and um, it just felt like we wanted to do school at home with our kids to do that aspect um, a little bit better than what we had experienced.
1: Mm. Okay, so it's another uh, uh, choice. You know, you can yeah. uh, you can uh, state school. Private school, and also the homeschool, uh, spending time. And so, tell us a little bit about um, the, you know, what what what's you know clearly learning things, but what's the goal? What's the objective? The overarching objective of um, of your organization. Which, by the right. way, I don't think we mentioned what what's the name.
2: Yeah. So I yeah I said at the beginning it's Excelsior Classical Homeschool Academy, and um, the goal and the mission is that we are coming alongside the mothers and fathers to support and encourage. We have kind of a twofold purpose to provide accountability. Um, And I really kind of got this just from what I needed. You know, I've been homeschooling. I've got uh, now eight children and I'd homeschooled since my oldest, who's now 17, was really four. And I found there were two things that I was really missing was the accountability just we're going to finish this curriculum. It's a, you know, 30 or 32 week curriculum. We're going to do it together. Um, Every week we're moving along. We're not stopping. And I'd find when I was on my own, I often would, oh, so-and-so is coming over. Grandma's coming over. Let's just skip school or, oh, it's a nice day. Let's just skip school. And that's good. It's good to do those things. Um, And that's one of the beautiful things of freedom of homeschooling. Um, But I would find the curriculum would take me longer than it was supposed to, and it just would drag on. And so having that group We're just doing this thing together, almost like a fitness support group or other people have support groups to have that accountability. And then the other the two other twofold part of the mission was just the community um, to have people uh, who are walking alongside you in life and kind of know what you're doing and understand what you're doing. We're doing similar things together. Uh, there are you know, there are a lot of wonderful churches out there, so many of them, but not everyone homeschools. And so sometimes people, when you talk about your children or what you're doing, they kind of look at you like, oh, that's different. That's I don't really understand that. And so to have people who are also Christians, believers in the Lord, um, that are also doing the same thing you're doing, it just can add that level of encouragement that you just might need on a difficult day. Because, I mean, parenting is difficult, um, at times, marriage can be difficult at times and homeschooling is no different. It can be difficult at times. There's that level of commitment that you just have to put into it and know that the reward is great. Um, and I have to persevere even when I've got a child who's a difficult learner or I've got a child who's giving me a little kickback because they don't want to do their math and um, it's not between them and the teacher at public school. It's between me and them because I'm the teacher. Uh, so it's having that encouragement, like, "Oh, I'm going through that too, and this is what I experienced, and this is how I handled it." Or, or, or maybe it's the math curriculum that's not the greatest. And you can ask another mom at Excelsior, "What are you using, and how are you doing that, and and which did you switch to, and which made it easier?" Um, so those are some. Of the, that's some of the aspects that I think really makes Excelsior in a, a rich environment um, because of that accountability and support in the
1: community. Cuz as you say, you know, the the, the community uh one will come back to that for the children but also for the parents. As you were saying, it's kind of like, you know, the the old uh, adage of, you know, it takes a it takes a village or, you know, or a community to raise a child, you know, and you just you know, uh w- w- with children from everywhere around the world, it's kind of just like all right, I don't know what to do in this situation. <laughs> you know, it's kind of I've read all the books, you know, of how to raise children, you know, but uh what do I do in this situation? You know, and right. so um and so just 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 that 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 great opportunity to be able to go and to you know, not broadcast it on the internet, but to uh, to go to friends, to go to people and ask them how 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 are you dealing with this? You know, and right. so um, you know, I know I know for ourselves that that's been a great blessing. There's this other resource that isn't actually the curriculum which you're learning it's the community that that comes along with that curriculum with that whole whole experience and so um you know have you have you have you found or we found that as our family have you have others found that
2: yes for sure i mean there's there's been many moms um, who have come to me and they started out. I mean, you always start when you get married, you start with these, you know, glossy eyes. It's so exciting. You know, it's going to be perfect and wonderful. Right. And that's how homeschooling is. That's how it is when you have a baby. Like it's just and then you have a really difficult baby that won't nurse or um, or there's complications or, you know, and the, all these things you never expected. And so you jump into something. And I've had several moms who, felt the call they felt called by the Lord to homeschool, but then when it got difficult or they weren't sure um how to do it or what to do, uh then they started looking for other options, and I'm always supportive of that like I would never say. Don't put your kid in public school. Mm. Um, and we just always talk through it and say, you know, well, what what would be the best situation for you? And um, several of them have said to me that just having that support was the thing that made it possible for them. Um, sometimes dads don't completely understand. You know, they're willing to go along with the ride, but they're not sure. Oh, you are one of them. Yeah, they're not sure. <laughs> they're not sure about this thing. We'll give it a test. We'll give it a year. And so having Excelsior, they come and they see like, wow, there's a whole community of children. Not only are they not just doing well, they're thriving. They're doing excellent. Um, We don't we don't often take standardized tests. We don't need to in Arizona. Some states require it. Um, others don't. Every state is a little different. Um, but we we did take one standardized test uh, for the national Latin exam and our students scored above and beyond. Um, so just incredible. So um, yeah, so just having that support there has meant the world to a lot of families. Um, and it's helped some of the dads too, who were just like, well, I'm not so sure um, to see that it's not, We're not a bunch of crazy people chewing on the couch, like you said.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's, um, you know, because it's every parent's wish for their child to uh, have the best opportunities, uh, you know, to to grow, mature, be a rounded person. uh, To, well, at least it's my wish, you know, for my my children to do, uh, be intellectually more astute than I am, you know, to to, to know more, to, 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 you know, to, to move Move up the food chain, as it were, from myself, you know I didn't realize it would happen this quickly though. <laughs> so you know but uh, my little eight year old spurting out Latin to me but um t- tell us a little bit about uh, you know so so the curriculum you know so tell us what what is it just um something that you're reading writing arithmetic you know or what, what what sort of the curriculum you do what are the the focuses?
2: Yeah. So we use a classical curriculum. Um, most of what we use is uh, the name of it is Memoria Press. Uh, also, we use Apology some for science. And basically, it's a little bit different. I mean, it is reading and writing and arithmetic. It is that. But also it has um, in some of your... Listeners may have heard of the term classical education. Sometimes that has a connotation that is like, oh, it's super rigorous or hard. Um, and I say it doesn't have to be. I, I know a lot of, I know actually several Down syndrome students, um, their mothers are using classical education. For me, classical education is just the layer of, um, we're going to teach our children what the founding fathers knew, why they, made America be what is America, tracing our, basically our, our lineage, our heritage from Jerusalem to Greece and, and the mathematicians and all the, and, and, um, democracy and things that we learned and then into Rome and, and where we learned the Republic and then into England and the great literature that surfaced from there, uh, following those footsteps to America and what are basically what our founding fathers know. It's not, um, There's a lot of sway in education. So this is really more pedagogy, like why do you teach what you teach? Mm. But um, there's a lot of sway in education to teach uh, skills or traits or to teach um, like a a training school that's going to give them this one skill so they can become this one particular thing. But classical education has a goal of freeing the mind. So you can become anything you want to be, that you'll be a lifelong learner all of your life. So if you want to become a painter or a tradesman or whatever you want to be, you can certainly do that. But your mind is freed and open that you understand um, what a, a logical argument is, what truth is, how to ascertain truth, how to discern between right and wrong and all of that. Um, uh, most important to me is the foundation is laid of the Bible so that the children are learning at every level at Excelsior and at home. They're getting that huge foundation in the Bible. Um, so, so they, they can use that in application to science, in application to logic, in, in application to history. They can see it all through, um, that lens of the Bible.
1: Well, it seems like you're onto a good thing here, you know, because one of my questions was going to be like, you know, wh- why Latin? You know, why, why why all these things? Why all these events that have happened in the past? You know, it's you know, I want to know about now. I want to know about uh, IT, AI, you know, these sorts of things. You know, it's, uh, I mean, my, my, my cell phone can, uh, you know, translate Latin, you know, instantaneously. So wh- why, why go through that experience?
2: Sure. And also not to, to say that those things aren't good because our students are doing those things they are learning um you know my son is at home working on this he's making this computer 3D model of a plane and and so homeschooling has the benefit that you have typically more time than the average student uh my, the kindergartners i say you only need a couple hours a day with the kindergartners they do not need a 6 hour day To teach them the basic tenets of kindergarten. Even my high schoolers, so this is the other end, the high schoolers certainly can be done um, by two or three o'clock with no homework if they're diligent. And then that gives them their whole afternoon to focus on these cool trades things that they want to learn, to play the harp. And that's why you see a lot of homeschoolers doing musical instruments or different things with you know, extra excellence, because they can really hone in on the things they love and they have time for it. Um, They're not having to be in class all day. So, um, but in regards to what you're saying in learning Latin, Latin is such an incredible language. Some of our students actually are even going above and beyond Latin and they're learning Greek, um, the Koine Greek from the Bible. And and so all of our, like most of our, 90% of our words come from Latin and Greek. And it's not the easy words. It's like the hard words. So just some practical benefits of Latin. Students, I mean, if they are college-bound, we mentioned college, students who learn Latin do above and beyond better on the vocabulary section of the SATs than normal students, um, just because our words come from Latin. There was a time where my daughter saw the word undulate, and she's like, oh, that looks like the Latin word unda, which means wave. And I'm like, exactly right. Undulate is a wave-like motion. Um, Latin we still learn math and and no one questions math we even most students will make it to algebra three, four, even pre-calc, and I took calculus one in high school and no one questions that and I've never used calculus or even some of the things I learned on my graphing calculator, right? But what it did for your brain was it taught your brain how your left side of your brain how to really reason and think through things in a mathematical systematic way. And Latin does that for the right side of your brain. It's really the only thing, um, besides maybe Greek, that has that ability to train your brain in such a systematic way in the in the languages and the humanities is, is Latin and Greek. So in, in terms of like being a real muscle lifter, Latin and Greek does that. Um, and then also we learn our grammar. We learn grammar better in Latin and Greek than we do in English. I never understood um, English grammar very well until I took a Greek class in college. Um, I was a theology major and a political science major at Grand Canyon University. Um, and that, that really helped me understand English. And so I think it really improved my writing a lot too. So And then just culturally, you you don't know this until you get into it, because, but it becomes kind of like a fun club. Like all of a sudden you start seeing Latin everywhere and you had no idea how, infu- I mean, pick up a penny it's on there. Like until you become part of it, you don't realize how much it's in our culture and how prevalent it is really everywhere. Uh, so that's some of the reasons we learned these things um, that maybe in the last Hundred years have lost some of their value, but before that, it was always done, um, and that's kind of what classical education is.
1: And so, you know, c- clearly, uh, at least to me, you know, it sounds academically that this is uh, a great place, uh, a great curriculum, a great concept to to follow. Um, but what about the uh, the other aspects? You know, like the community. Uh, what about the the, the, the all rounded development? You know, I mean, of course, you can have someone who can learn Latin, which is great, you know, and learn all these other things. But how how does this produce an all-rounded human being?
2: Well, the community is really great because as a homeschooler, um, there's, well, there is, there's a lot of options nowadays. I mean, I can only speak for Arizona, but there's so many things you can do that you can almost be not at home. But it is really nice to have Excelsior... Not only for the friends. I mean, that's an obvious one. They have such a good time. They love playing together at recess. We give them a full hour to just have free play, to socialize, to just enjoy each other. Um, and then the younger guys even get a 15-minute break. Um, no, it's 30 minute, a 30 minute snack and play break at, uh, 10 o'clock mid morning. Cause they just need that. But it also has the advantage of seeing your student and the moms come on Mondays, um, and that you get to see your student in a academic environment or how they interact with their peers and um, things that you wouldn't normally get, uh, you know, how are, how are they, are they being respectful? Are they being mindful? So the, some of these things have been a really great bonus cause you can work on that, um, you know, and, and being quiet when you're supposed to and those kinds of things.
1: And, uh, you know, you, you, you said to yourself, well, uh, before I go there, you know, with my own children, you know, they're sort of uh, coming back with playdates, as you do everywhere, of course. But, uh, you know, they come back with models of all sorts of things. You know, there's, there's this real breadth, this real depth. But you said that, um, you know, uh, I was reading somewhere, I should say, that you were speaking about how this is your Ministry, in a sense, this is how you minister to other parents right. um, so bring bring that bring that all together for me. How yeah. So
2: exactly. Yeah. So I feel like my first ministry, of course, is to my husband and then my children. And so that comes first and foremost. Like that's the first thing. But then I felt like if I have a little bit extra time, um, some women serve in like the nursery at church, right? Like there's different places you can serve and all of those things are so valid and so good. And this is kind of my thing that I'm doing. So, um, I just, yeah, it, this isn't, I don't do this as a job. It's not an income for me at all. I'm, I'm a volunteer essentially just like every other mom who's there uh so to me it just is something where I just you need the help and the support and and being able to encourage a mom or pray with a mom, we do that so frequently. In our little group chat thing that we have, a mom will say, I need prayer right now. Like, this is going on. Or someone, and they it's this close community of women. Um, we do all sign a faith statement. So there's times for evangelization, There's t- there's, but this is really more a group of believers. Um, and so... That's, we can pray for each other and I can, I can come along and pray for them in the different things. And sometimes there's marital issues or different things. And, um, I just pray that God gives me wisdom in those moments to share and help them, um, when things are difficult. Uh, So it's really, it's kind of a, it's a life group, it's a support group, it's a homeschool co-op an academy. um, It's kind of all that wrapped into one, Mm. Um, but ultimately our goal is to glorify God and to teach these kids wonderful things that they can take out into the world and be um, first and foremost lights in this world, um, witnesses to to his truth and his glory, and then also um, secondly, but important, excellent American citizens.
1: Wow. (laughs) <laughs> how, how can someone uh listening how can they find out more
2: yes you can go to excelsiorclassical.com um that's where our website is we are looking to open more co-ops if there's someone who's interested in this idea or this model we would love to support you and give you kind of like all of our documents that you could go and do this um there is it i mean there's certainly a need we can't Continually grow. Uh, the growth we've had has been incredible, and I think that's probably even before COVID. Homeschooling was um, the fastest for growing um, form of education, even above and beyond charter schools and private schools and public schools. Homeschooling have been growing so fast and fierce, but now there's a lot of states, just like Arizona, that are passing. Um, we, in Arizona, it's called ESA, which is a a way that you can take. What normally would be your tax dollars going to a school? Um, those tax dollars are now coming to you, so you can use them for your children' education. And so that I think has opened a whole new door of um, people who are now seeing homeschooling and in being interested. But but in in what I'm saying is that we we are starting to have a waitlist in some classes and things. We can't just grow forever. Um, we started with just you know. Uh, it was just six of us, six families, uh just four years ago. And now uh, we started this school year twenty eight families. So mm-hmm. um the growth has been has been a lot, um, which is um wonderful and amazing. But we do the the parents do generally want to keep the classes small. So if there is an interest in in um you're certainly welcome to look at our group if you're in the area or or if you'd like to start one of your own. I, I encourage you. It's fun. Um it I like to, like I said, I look at it as a ministry as a service to the Lord. But yeah, so that's um, that's it's um, it's it's rewarding. Like any ministry, it's an investment of time, um, but it's it's the, the reward is eternal.
1: Well, amen. you know, and give, give me the web address one more time.
2: Excelsiorclassical.com.
1: And did I understand correctly that this or, or something similar to it, these these homeschools, these classical conversation, uh, they're being taught around the world. It's not just an American thing.
2: Yeah, you know, I can't speak for the other groups, um, but I know our curriculum that we use is definitely shipped out all over the world. Uh, we've had people reach out to us from Japan, you know, saying we'd like to start something like this. And I'm a missionary over here and there's nothing like this in Japan or there's nothing like this in, in my state. So it's certainly you can do it anywhere.
1: Amen. And uh, what would you say to me or someone listening on the radio? Just to, just thinking about you and your life, you know, um, I'm not trying to put you up on a pedestal, you know, or call you the fourth member of the Trinity. But, you know, it's <laughs> kind of like you've got uh, uh, eight kids, you know, and so you are a, a busy lady and you're doing this, you know, and you're a wife, you know, and uh, all these things. What would you say to someone listening, saying, ah, poof, you know, Pauline, superhero, you know, uh, not me. I, I, you know, I, I can't do stuff like that. What would you say to them?
2: I would just say, I am super normal and I am just like you. There was a time when a woman said, I could never homeschool. I don't have the patience for that. And I said, Lord helps me. I do not have patience either. (laughs) And so God just walks you through it. But if I could give you one tip, um, it would just be, yes you're going to have to discipline yes you're going to have to do those things that no one wants to do but spend more time tying strings of fellowship make those moments intentional to have fun with your children far and above and beyond more than you do the discipline aspect Um, and and i think that's kind of the key to any success in parenting or homeschooling
1: amen well there it is seems like one of the biggest ingredients is time time with the family pauline thank you for joining us on the show oh thank you Jesus
0: defines discipleship as come and follow me. Next Monday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360, we'll hear another testimonial from a leader demonstrating how they and the people of the church are sacrificially loving the needy and beginning to see real change in their communities. If you have a personal example of how you are being the hands and feet of Jesus with your neighbors, we'd love to hear from you. Enter your story at harvestfoundation.org. That's harvestfoundation.org on the Contact Us tab. You can also subscribe to the podcast on The Kingdom and Its Stories on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.